Super GG Radio is an NPR of Illinois Community Voices podcast and brought to you by our Patreon and the Giving for Good Network. The GG Network is a platform for content creators to elevate independent artists while leveraging Patreon for charity. If you subscribe to our Patreon, you can have a say in what we make, what indie games we cover, and help spread the word. Find us at patreon.com slash superggradio or givinggood.network to learn more. Good internet, and welcome to session 145 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. New year, new you, and that's exactly what this year at Super GG Radio is all about. New host, human grapefruit, Eric Getty Gettinger. Yeah, guys, I'm sour, I'm bitter, and if I get in your eye, I'm gonna make you cry. Uh. <laughs> On <laughs> uh, the theme of eating healthy, uh, uh, today I have with me Egg Maniac, Alex Arona. Well, that intro was very off-putting. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it was very upsetting in a lot of ways. I don't, I don't know if this is a good start for the year. Come on, Eggman. Uh, uh, two things: I am, a, I am a maniac about uh, Getty eggs and Sanic. But uh, seriously, I think we eat. A dozen and a half eggs. No, maybe just a dozen eggs a week. That's it. Farm fresh. Free range. Yeah, when we can. We got a guy with a farm. I got a farm guy. You got a farm guy? Mm Mm-hmm. And I got a KS Emerald guy. Stick him up. (laughs) Thank you, Eggman. Uh, This week, we also have the freshest man alive, Joel Farm Fresh DeWitt. Raw milk restrictions are a real son of a bitch to get around, folks. <laughs> Wait, can, can I? Man, can I be the bread man instead? But I don't like what Alex. I don't like what Alec has written for me. Either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Alec used to make bread, but he's he's not with us this week, so that's why he had the bread part of the opening, and you got stuck with milk. And uh, honestly, the person that I would figure would have a raw milk connection, Joel, would be you, because you're out in the middle of the, the fields. You're in the boonies. I, I am boonie adjacent. <laughs> it's, it's fine here. But, but for real, you should check out raw milk and let us know how it is. Straight from the teat? <laughs> get, get us out of here, <laughs> I can't. This was, this was all a mistake. Uh, I guess we're off to a semi-healthy start this year, uh, but we're going to glitch through early adopters this week. Uh, I'm sure we'll find something to fill out the news, and then Joel's going to add to the beat list in, in the backlog. Yeah. Yeah, I counted it, Joel. You're welcome. <laughs> first things first, early adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and holy cow, look out for those flying swords. This week... Uh, of course, I was uh, tasked with trying to find interesting games, and I was drawn to the name Warm Snow. Warm Snow. I'm not going to feed into this one. Why? Because <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> well, Alex, uh, I'm glad that you don't want to, because I would like you to give the listenership an idea of what Warm Snow actually means. You know, I, I'll tell you about Warm Snow, and hold on, 
extra challenge, I won't say Hades. You already mm. did, so... Damn it! Uh, <laughs> okay. It is a kind of top-down angled uh, game where you are a... Uh, samurai. Is it samurai? Okay, you're a samurai, and you have your melee attack with your sword. You also have uh, mini blades that you throw, and on a cooldown, you can actually retract them, and retracting them also does damage. You have a dash, and I think that's kind of it, and you're going... Uh, through these maps, defeating enemies, and then you get a branching path, which will can, which can reward you uh, skills, money, or uh, just uh, I'm not even sure if there's anything else besides skill and money, but they are they have a symbol. What was it? Items, weapons. items, items as well. Yeah, that you can equip, and the symbols are on each pathway, so you kind of know how to how you want to build out your character on these branching paths. Uh, until you get to bosses and uh it's very fluid very fast this is a dandy aces like (laughs) (laughs) dandy aces we played that last year and uh, just hopping around the bush here it has some similarities to hades i would uh, venture to say that as far as the emblems on the ground that would be the closest similarity that I found because uh, I actually found the combat in this one to be nice, quick, pretty tight, and my favorite aspect was the flying swords. Being able to throw them, but then summon them back to you, it, if you caught the enemy in the right position, you just shred through five or six guys because they swarm. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was funny that it, I kind of was like, okay, they're going to be harder enemies. And no, we're just going to throw seven enemies at you. And uh, I definitely, and it was, they, they were packs. They were packs of them. And they were just like n- normal soldiers, but it was like seven. So it was actually kind of comedic. But then I had thrown a bunch of swords at a bigger enemy before and a pack of seven came and I just retracted all of my swords that came flying through the air. And I just see a bunch of numbers hitting all the, the seven packs of enemies. And by the time I get all my swords back, they're all dead. It was very satisfying. So we we have we know what the standard bearer of this genre is. And if you know that game, it is slick feeling and amazing animation obviously. But like the enemies in that game take several hits to down and it takes a lot of specific coordination around 2 3 4 big monsters uh, to try to navigate around and, and, and move on from. This game is split second quick, and I liked that because it makes it distinct from that. And like the like you said, Alex, five, six, seven people might show up eventually, but you are still slashing a couple times to take them down, and it's quick and snappy and satisfying. Uh, I think so far it's, it was only the bosses that had a meaningful sort of hit point to deal with before you down them and the bosses seem pretty decent like uh you know they all had a logical pattern to them uh that you needed to follow and they were not cheap feeling yeah yeah and then again seeing the numbers pop off for damage everything kind of felt fluid i didn't get any slowdown or anything like that so it does feel like a very well-finished product and then uh i just like the 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 abilities adding to the combat, making it very, you know, varied. Having, uh, when I retract my sword, all of a sudden a ice spear appears. 
And once I throw uh, another sword, the ice spear goes with it and does damage. So I had like an extra projectile going with it, bumping damage of my first thrown blade, uh, having my blade end with a shockwave, different things like that. It really made the combat feel like the way I played it could have been completely different from how you did, how Getty did, how everybody, anybody else did. And I feel like from run to run, I could change that. Yeah, there was a lot of items and customization for different slots on the character so that you could control just like a basic trinket that would give you an attack bonus. And then the next thing could augment your heavy attack or it could augment your sword throws, including, you know, bleed mechanics or stun mechanics. All of it is in there. Uh, Warm Snow definitely feels like a, a good finished product. I wanted to know how far along you guys got, because Joel mentioned he at least fought a couple of the bosses. Second boss, yeah. Yeah, Second that's where boss. I got to as well. The Second two boss. phases? Or did I get further than you guys? I think you got further than yeah, me. Yeah, I think you got further. <laughs> okay. Because, so, so the the setting of the game, Warm Snow, obviously, at this point, if you haven't guessed, refers to the blood on the snow. Uh, and uh, everything's set in kind of feudal Japan. Uh, you're running through uh, houses, caves. It's very interesting, uh, some of the things you might come across. But the boss that I got to was a giant pig man, uh, a big slob of a man who was just killing innocent people. And after you get him through the first phase, he transforms into a house-sized pig. And starts like swinging his hands across the stage. And that's kind of where I got hung up and I couldn't get past him. You guys didn't get that far, did you? No. You got stopped in the cave? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think that was kind of like a mini boss. I don't know if it was actually like a boss boss. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think that's where I was. I was uh, taking out the mini boss. And I was like, oh, okay. I like, I like what I see here. I wishlisted it and said, okay, I'm going to wait because I definitely want to pick this one up. You can also heal. Yes, you get two heals. I'm sure that you can get more <laughs> yeah, as the game progresses. Yeah, you can augment to get more. It's, uh, it's different from that other game. <laughs> well, I mean, also the spell, the, the, the projectile isn't useless. Yeah, I have some serious issues with the cast mechanic in Hades, but... Neither here or there. You have to get yeah. real lucky when you're playing Hades. I didn't feel like I had to get lucky in this one. I could just brute force some of it with skill. Okay. So I heard Alex wishlisted Warm Snow already. Is that true? Yeah. Yes, it is. I actually wishlisted this one and our next one. Did you? I did. So a departure from high fast-paced action we uh brought things down real low and we got existential with you guys <laughs> we also played glitch hikers the spaces between if i understand correctly this is not the first game in the series there is a previous one uh i'll do a little bit of quick digging on that i'm gonna pass it over to joel for your thoughts on glitch hikers so this demo has you walking into a what is it a diner or like a, a way station like rest stop space i forget what it, or no it was a it was train a station wasn't it it was against it was a gas station okay all 
All right. Uh, basically, what they have you do is walk into there. They greet you like you were being expected, if I remember right. And then you're basically told you're going to go on a journey either on a train or you can drive a car. Uh, to what Getty alluded, all, pretty much all the writing is trying to sort of prod your brain with these kind of existential questions. Like, uh, I chose the train. So I chose the train, and basically all you do is walk along the train, find the people to talk to, which actually were like turtles hanging upside down on a thread like a spider. Really, yes. really weird, mm-hmm. really weird stuff. Uh, but all the conversations are meant to be that kind of like, okay, well, th- hypothetically, you know, I've made the choice to be on this train, so I can't really change my mind now. It's it's done. And then you should respond like, well, you could get off. And then he, he'd be like, well, yeah, but then where would I be? <laughs> yeah. And how would I know where to get back home? And so it's, it's all these kind of thought exercises happening with the, the conversation so far. Um, I'm, I'd be curious to see how much they interweave that with the larger overarching story, unless this is some sort of set of vignettes. Uh, but, it, you know, it, it's not a bad thing. I, I, I too wishlist this like Alex did uh, because one like the the dialogue is enough to where it's kind of piquing my interest but two it's got a really neat style uh, it, it is sort of these polygonal type of environments maybe akin to like uh, what PlayStation 2 game or something like that mm-hmm. and but it has a lot of good lighting to it it's like the outdoors it, it is dark because of the the nighttime but it's bright enough in the night to see sort of stars scattered around uh there's different shades of colors for the trees and the mountains and such that are really good contrasts and the the actual menus when you're answering questions it has a neat little almost opaque background just with some color and the the writing is really really almost neon bright so there's definitely a style there that's pretty neat kind of befitting of the topics they're working on yeah i feel like i'm, I'm a sucker for a couple of things uh, noir is one thing but also like the david lynchian just sci-fi but not sci-fi in like the way out there way but just in things are just a slightly askew to be a little unhinged uh there's a show i like called atlanta but this game kind of reminds me of the idea of that. Uh, I chose uh, the, I didn't really choose. I didn't find like a way, like there was a specific choice to be made. Mm-hmm. I kind of just discussed the routes. So it actually gave me both back to back. And the driving was just like a very fun. Uh, it was just driving and switching lanes. And when you're, and it would, you, you would blink and cars would disappear and reappear. And then it would give you the option to look out to your left look at your your passenger seat or look in the back seat and it was just off enough that you felt very uncomfortable that you were afraid something was going to be in the back seat and at one point it was just a child smoking a cigarette next to me yeah and you're just like trippy and he's just like i'm like oh hey what is like were you in that car accident he goes yeah but i'm cool i just wanted to get to ride and you don't know how they got there like he's kind of acting like you picked him up but all you did was blink like Mm -hmm. the like the camera closed and opened and it was just like a weird conversation. He goes, oh, thanks, sir. Thanks for the ride. And then he, you blink and he disappears again. 
So that and within the turtles, and then at the end of it, you're at a park uh, talking to a, a separate individual, but all of the conversations are all kind of just like a little bit like, you know, life is life's a little weird, you know? Sometimes it just, you blink and you're somewhere different, and that's that's strange, you know? Sometimes you don't even remember going, you just remember being there. And it's like, oh, wow, that's like, that's just a wild and a wild enough conversation and a wild enough thought process that it's like, oh... Stuff's crazy, and this is a good this is a good world to be in. And uh, it's it's called uh, Glitch Hikers uh, Space Between, and it's because there is like little glitches everywhere that you kind of look, right? And your character just seems to be like again having a, be in this they call it the space between, and it's it's just wild that you're in this place that you don't even know what it is. And it kind of yeah. it also reminds me of um, Kentucky Route Zero. Mm-hmm. that's what you're doing in the game is traveling the zero, which is like a, uh, an interdimensional highway that is the space between just stuff and like that. It, it, it's just this world that's a little bit off kilter. And I, and I love that idea. The nice thing is that they never specifically tell you what it is that you're between. It could be that you're just coming from one place to another place. It, it could be reincarnation. It could be passing into the afterlife. They leave it ambiguous enough and then the questions that you're asked along the way, it feels like a journey that you need to take, and you can take it however you want. Uh, there's also menu settings so that if you feel like a particular route is going to make you feel uncomfortable, you can remove it. The game itself is definitely designed to get you thinking and have you uh, in the right headspace. So I, I know that the train was kind of neat, but I was more particular to the the driving because you could also increase the speed uh there were a couple of times when i tried to race and see if i could pass cars in front of me and it was at that time when the person showed up next to me and it kind of freaked me out yeah because <laughs> i was like hey uh <laughs> where did you yeah i was just hanging out like thanks for the lift okay and it's not like anything is happening before or after there are straight minutes minutes of just driving of just driving and you could train lanes, you can go faster, you can go slower, and that's all there is. And then all of a sudden, it, your character blinks, and it's like, whoa, okay, this is a a whole a whole other thing. And yeah, I, li- I love that idea of just like sitting down and thinking some of the weird, hard thoughts. Because, you know, every day we got to think about things in our reality, right? Like, how am I going to get to work on time? How What am I going to eat for lunch? But you never think like, do you ever just like feel like there's something that exists and doesn't at the same time and you know it's like it's these abstract thoughts that you don't get every day and the games is kind of like hey why don't we sit down and like what, what's for lunch is the matrix real yeah like <laughs> let's let's discuss it huh you know at one point i did say i told the turtle i was like you know we're probably in the matrix like that's a that's a conversation yep, yep. option and i said i was like yeah we're probably in the matrix and he's like really you think so yeah, it could be you don't know be, yeah. hey man so i just yeah that's a, i i th- i like encouraging that that thought process that makes me very happy and that's why i wish i said this one as well yep looking for uh demon slaughtering looking for an existential trip we got everything this week truly and it's only going to get more serious from here on in folks because uh backlog it's also going to get heavy man let me tell you (laughs) let's uh take a quick break to decompress here we're back Thank you. 
the news. You guys ready for this? I am. I'm going to seduce the news. That's never happened before, ever. It's a new year. Maybe we should stop this. (laughs) Come up with a a better thing that we can waste our time on instead of trying to... uh, All right, here we go. Hey, news. New year, new me. How about we try something exciting and dangerous? Where's it going to go? Guess you'll just have to sit through the news and find out. Any position that isn't missionary. Uh, that's I've <laughs> I'm completely <laughs> dumbfounded by that. I know. Uh, that's I, I, I was I was more thinking the the nachos and cheese with jalapenos at a ballpark. <laughs> at or a ballpark, what about standing? Yeah. How about standing up in a hammock? That's yeah. That's no, pretty well, dangerous. Yeah, that's. I don't know about exciting though. It's well, it's exciting, I, sexy, and dangerous. I think in the broader usage of exciting, it probably fits. <laughs> uh, definitely dangerous. All of these things are dangerous. Uh, we have GoldenEye 007Xbox achievements have appeared online, and the font of this article in our news takes up half the page. So either somebody's fucking stoked about GoldenEye... <laughs> Or we don't know how to use Word. <laughs> no, we don't know how to use Word. Okay. Um, Goldeneye, uh, I, I didn't do that, so don't look at me. Goldeneye, okay. uh, I'm throwing you under the bus, Joel. Uh, Goldeneye on the Xbox would be cool. I just don't know uh, necessarily if that's, I that's not, I feel like that's not going to move me. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm really willing to like bring that back or hit that, like the, the nostalgia for me wasn't the story. The nostalgia for me was playing with my cousins in the basement. Split screen. Yeah, and I don't think we're going to do that online, so I feel like the fun is different. And yeah. Now, in, like maybe, you know what? You, know, uh, you want a fun two-hour uh, event? Do it online. Single kill, like single hit will kill you. And uh, infinite mi- only weapon is mine. Remote mines, proximity mines. That be that way. Every time you like spawn, you just instantly die. I really thought you were doing battle royale with this. Maybe, but I just I just like the pure chaos. I just remember spawning, and then all of a sudden, explosion, red blood from the the top of the screen. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I, I don't know it. if this is going to light the world on fire, but like. I do miss the sort of objective-based first-person shooter. Like that—that that is something unique of its time that I feel like I have not seen so much of in the last handful of times I've played an FPS. Unless those are things under my radar. You mean like very linear, like this? Because most yeah. of the games that we see now are are moving towards open world, like Far Cry, for example. It, it, exactly. That—that's sort of how I feel felt like about a lot of road lights when that started becoming a trend it felt transparently about elongating the experience without much content to add to it you know uh, joel i've got a game for you mm-hmm. it's called dishonored mm-hmm. Ooh, they made a sequel i like dishonored yeah i think you tried it and you and alec both <laughs> bounced off of it real hard real hard I, uh, it you know what? I played that at a very painful period of my life, so maybe I was under the wrong. Uh, Wait, last year? Yeah. Isn't this just Death Loop? 
Deathloop would be a good example too. Yeah, of like that use it going to the stage and doing multiple different objectives. I guess uh you know that that was the cool thing about Goldeneye, I will say is that I never dug deep into the story campaign, but I did find that like I found out later that I didn't really I wasn't that interested until like later, but I when I looked into it f- further, the fact that the difficulty setting completely changed the game and yeah. how you played it and that's very cool it added more objectives that you would have to complete right right so i just i think that you could they, you, know, you could you could do that nowadays and i feel like you could be successful and uh so golden i could be not golden i itself obviously but like there could be space in the game sphere for something like this again another game based on movie ip yes um let's get a uh hmm. it wasn't i i was already petitioning for this a couple of weeks back i can't remember what it was about though was that movie with kurt russell on the plane executive decision there we go completely useless information also kurt russell was in that movie for like 30 seconds nope that was steven seagal there we go. God damn, you're better at this than me. Okay. <laughs> you can't even get the plot right to the movie that you're trying to describe. I just remember the big name of that movie being in it for like 30 seconds. Man, poor Kurt Russell being compared to Steven Seagal. That movie is a ride, man. No, no. What I'm saying, Joel, is that there was an action hero in the beginning and then he gets killed. And then a second action hero has to go save the day. So I'm not comparing them. I'm saying is that there was one, like Steven Seagal was in the beginning, gets killed, and then Kurt Russell has to save the day. Hmm. Okay. So right. it wasn't comparing. It's more the fact that I was trying to remember who was the, the one in the lead. Anyway, executive decision. Yeah, there you go. anyway, more hearsay, whatever. Uh, with Hideo Kojima teasing plans uh, in 2024, more, more games and a radical project. Now... I don't know about your definition of the word radical, but most of the stuff that this guy does already is, like, bonkers. So what do you think radical is hinting at? Again, yeah, I'm on the same page as you. I was like, okay, so what else is new? Like, like I, I'm, the one here, I'm the one person here who played Death Stranding. I was going to say, like, you having experienced his latest dip into insanity can tell yeah, us about the pee-pee-poo-poo grenades... <laughs> Or the BBs. I can imagine the BB shredding on a sick guitar, a little baby in a tank on your chest shredding, shredding the old uh, the Van Halen V-neck guitar. That's radical. Pounding 15 monsters. They took those out. Oh. Oh, yeah, in the director's cut? Yeah, which is weird. I don't know. I, I Kojima's saying, I've got plans and they're going to be weird is kind of like, hey, man, I'm going to make a game. And we're like, that's good, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's Metal fine. Gear Solid Four D make. Oh, made into weird. an NES game. Okay, make it a 16-bit pixel art JRPG. What if it starts out on like next gen, and then you <laughs> open a door to start the game, and that's when it derezzes? That would be that'd be beautiful. That'd be like uh, you know the Lord of the Rings games. Uh, the the old uh, beat 'em up from PlayStation Two, they they would ha- start with the scenes 
with the actual movie mm. video. And then it, w- it would transition slowly to the game. So you'd be going from this, like, DVD picture quality, like, morphing down into this really sad-looking uh, lumpy Dandolf. <laughs> was it disappointing to watch that, or were you, like, jacked about it? Those games oh, were I, good. I, I, I was hyped. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's funny in retrospect. <laughs> okay, I didn't know where we were going with this one. Is it, like, sad, or is it, like, okay, super cool? Yeah, man. Speaking of good Lord of the Rings games, every couple of years I get that thirst for the Lord of the Rings RPG that they created. Oh, that was... I can't even remember the name of it. Something like the Third Age. Third Age. Yeah. yeah. Damn. I want them to make that again. I always feel like there could have been, like... I feel like like there's a there's always... You these, know what we're going to get? Know, Golem. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. No, I just... I just. I mean, that should just be Abe's Odyssey, right? Um, no, I just... I feel like of all of the games, of all of the... Or not, of all of the licensed property, I just feel like they're... Lord of the Rings should be the game. Like, they should make this into a game. And there's, like, dozens of genres you can make it into. Why is there not a... A Telltale. No, Dragon Age Dragon Age Inquisition. That could just be Lord of the Rings. It could the way be. That, that way that game is formatted, the way the characters are displayed, the way that world exists, all of that stuff is just ripe for it. Even the... the, the 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 those like assassin's creed style games that they came out those were excellent like what i don't know why there aren't more in like there's so many star wars games yeah i wonder if it has something to do with actually getting the the rights to use it through the tolkien estate yeah yeah su- supposedly tolkien's son's pretty selective about how mm. they they use that mm. which is how we end up with golem i uh <sighs> You know, what the kicker about is, Daddy, like, an RPG or, like, a tactical RPG, think, like, a Total War series, where you are just sending armies out to then flank and fight other regiments and armies. Like, that, that for the kind of world-ending battles they have, that'd be the perfect kind of game. To... You know those exist, right? No. Yeah. I think I still have... Uh... War of the Ring 2 or something like that. Yeah, those games... War of you, the Ring. Uh, so, it was RTS. You get your armies, but it came out around the same time that... Uh, Warcraft came out a little mm. bit after, so you had your hero unit as well. But, yes, that that is a series that exists. But enough of that. Joel just wrote that down. He's like, I'm researching this at this exact moment. I will be downloading this. I will be. Yeah, we have more important news items to discuss instead of reminiscing about fantastic Lord of the Rings games that we played in the past. Uh, Sad news today, or I guess this last week. Yeah. Uh, John Madden. You guys know him from all of the Madden games? I know him from when he would talk on the television during the football games has passed I know away. him from Tough Acting to Necton. Ah. Really? I I didn't play the sports <laughs> games though I respected them. Uh they still exist, right? Yeah, they still exist. You never watched the football growing up? Absolutely not. I abhorred football and most sports. Still do. Yeah, John Madden he was one of the broadcasters. He would be there in the booth week after week. 
And that's that's how I remember him. All of his uh, long-winded explanations. The man was an institution. That's that's yeah. for sure. Coach, broadcaster, salesman, John Madden. It's just sad, just in general, just because, again, like, uh, tangentially related, he still did a lot for the video game industry, though, as being the the game's... Uh, have you know having a lot to do with him and having a lot of a success because of him and uh just making them a little bit more mainstream but you think about it it's crazy like that is the only big sports series that has a name attached to it everything else is named after the actual uh league instead you know well they did try to do that a bunch right but i and there, it's the only one that really stuck like uh well some of those people got those games got too much, got unpopular, or people got canceled. Tiger Woods golf. Uh, oh Lord, Wayne Gretzky hockey. Did Wayne Gretzky get canceled? No, he he just got old. So the the, the canceling of life. The canceling. Yeah, I'm surprised that that Wayne Gretzky hockey didn't continue. Tony Hawk, they pushed that one for a while. They still do, in my opinion. What push Tony Hawk? Yeah. Didn't they remake Pro Skaters 1 and 2? They did. He's retiring now. Yeah, but couldn't they have just removed his name and been like, Bro Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake? Man, that's like removing the monster cans. (laughs) (laughs) That's like removing the Energizer battery from Alan Wake. They did that too. They did that. It's so sad. I kind of like, though, the fact that, like, they tried to do that other ways. There was Kelly Slater's Pro Surfing. And uh, Dave Mira BMX biking. Oh, yeah. I know that name. I don't know how I know that name. Follow up uh, BMX triple X. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I think Dave Mira, I think there was actually a really tragic story about Dave Mira. Let's not go into him. Uh, yeah, then I guess we'll move on to the next piece of news. PlayStation VR 2. Woo! Is what it says here. <laughs> Uh, either you guys are really excited about the new VR or disappointed. I don't know. New generation of console, maybe they're trying to double down on it. Uh, maybe it's a vast improvement from the original. There has been talk, like, not talk, they haven't talked about it, but more there have been, like, a lot of clamoring in the community of, like, okay, you announced the PlayStation. Okay, you're announcing changes to, like, PlayStation Plus or playstation now or all these different services but like where is the vr where is the vr where is the vr and they just kept like not talking about it for a long time so now it's just very an exciting time that all of a sudden like oh crap we got vr and they're talking about a single wire interface they're talking um inside out tracking which uh before the previous VR required the PlayStation camera and PlayStation move controllers, which were uh, two products that not many people had. In a lot of cases, you had to buy them separately. So uh, there's a lot of, uh, of bonuses and benefits that come along with this as like a vast improvement. Um, I have always been kind of like, I want to get into VR, but I'm, I don't want to pay that price point. I'm over here. Uh, negging people on offer up and no one is biting that's weird knowing that joel is virtual reality now 
he's Mr. VR. Well, also, uh, Big Brother of the Site, uh, Phil, also is and also Mr. VR. Is he jelly? Is he like Mr. 305 dash VR? Yes. Okay. He's Pitbull. He's Pitbull. Well, but Joel's the bald one. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I, I'm, I'm a tad not shiny enough. I, I'm, I'm dead in there though. Um, yeah. You gotta, you gotta really lube up your, your dome. Joel, like I, I don't, can I don't you, like can you say Dale for me? Dale? <laughs> you got, you gotta do it better. Dale. Oh man. I want you to recreate a photo for me. I have a, I have an <laughs> idea. I've sent the, I framed the photo for Richard. It's on his desk at work of, of Pitbull. Mm. And uh, I want to recreate it with you. Well, let's discuss off off air. Um, I just think that uh, I'm ex- I'm maybe this is maybe this is my entry point. Uh, Joel having uh, the Oculus. Maybe my entry point will be the PSVR two. Uh, I'm just excited to learn more. What's your drop dead price? What will you not pay more than more? Uh, than? Well, what we is go. the what was the quest at Joel? Three, three or four hundred depending on storage. I know it's probably going to be around there. Um, I'd pay two, but you would pay only two hundred dollars, not anything more than that. No, not. I'm again. I, I know the limitations of VR. I know where it's at. I know how much I would play it, and I think that uh, anything else, I probably would. I'd feel kind of super guilty about it, being like, "Oh, I got VR for two hundred bucks, and I played it for three hours, and then I never touched it again." What if they told you that the haptic feedback would be in the controllers like you have with your PlayStation 5 controller? Oh, man, it's already that's a is that a thing? I'm saying I don't know if that's true or not, but that would actually make me want to spend more on it. That'd be hot. Um, I that's the don't you're you're selling me on this game. Stop it. (laughs) It might not even exist. It probably doesn't. I know that's real hot, though. What game was I playing? Oh, Kenna. Kind of Bridge of Spirits, the haptic feedback's really when, good. When you do the bow, did yeah. you get the bow yet? Yeah. Yes, it did. And it, it the pull on it, so it gets harder as you pull it more. Yeah, that's really cool. Anyway, that's good stuff. Uh, I'm interested in PSVR 2, and I think that uh, I'm going to keep an eye on it and give me, once they give me a price point and a setup because the original PSVR was a hassled setup. Lots of wires that have passed through box and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, keep an eye on it. Let us know. Maybe I'll buy it before you so that I can yeah. surpass you in game. So I can two. come over and then accidentally <laughs> kick your dog. It wouldn't be the first time. Nope. All right. A last piece of news. Days Gone sold over 8 million copies on the PlayStation 4. Days Gone, the third-person uh, zombie horde mode game following uh, your crew of bikers. I very fondly remember Pat over at Gaming Fix describing it in detail for multiple episodes, it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I I put this on here just because I wanted to discuss a little bit how it's, it's both interesting and kind of sad, though, that there are sometimes double standards when it comes to games, what it means to be a success is all is very much and like what what kind of builds that I'm gonna get another game out of this. My company, my developers are going to get another contract and get paid for the next game based off of the success. But sometimes that success is an impossible feat. 
and is can be unfair. Um, the one thing that this drew to mind for me was the Tomb Raider series uh, from Square Enix that uh, were kind of offloaded because they were seen as a commercial failure, despite uh, because they're more on their American side and American team as opposed to the Japanese side who put out a separate failure that did much worse than Tomb Raider, but uh, definitely was was deemed a success in the by the by uh square enix proper when you and say that... american you're referring to north america right because i thought that it was uh edos montreal and crystal dynamic that put out i mean more yeah square. i mean more the west okay yeah i mean north america and the west like i love those games too don't get me wrong yeah no i i only played the first one and i loved it so i plan on going back and playing the other two i've i've asked i've actively asked you what your thoughts are on them and you've given me uh very uh, very high praise. Man, you're so, reading tombs. Finally, right? Yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm on board. I, I have no problem. I just think that like it's it's a little bit of an interesting thought that like the what what is deemed a success varies based on uh, a little bit more than just uh, sales numbers. Weird. Yeah. So I just thought that was a little bit like it's both sad and and interesting to to hear that like oh okay it's not just straight up numbers. Sometimes it's just, oh, we don't particularly like the discourse around that game. Mm. You know, I, I feel like Sony used to be better about giving a game a chance to be a series before they outright abandon it. Uh, you, you know, the the thing in terms of mind for me is always uh, Gravity Rush. So Gravity Rush is this great game on Vita where you play basically like a superhero type girl that can their superpower is changing the direction that gravity falls and it basically makes it to where you can gravity fall different directions and be sort of Superman type stuff. Um, they actually, it didn't seem like it did that well, probably because it was stuck on Vita for the longest time, but then they actually tried a sequel on PlayStation four and it was pretty much better in any way you could want it to be unless you didn't like the basic controls of the game. <laughs> uh, but like, this feels like something where if it sold that well, maybe they could f use that foundation and build upon it for it to be the next great thing. And uh, it's too bad when uh, opportunities cut short like that. Well, we don't know if the opportunity is cut short, but um, from the sound of it, it doesn't seem like they have uh, an exciting future. Um, with that, I just... Uh, I will also say, but you know, like the the Order eighteen eighty six, right, was another one that they were like, well, this is, we're going to try this, and then hopefully it kind of comes to something, and then they kind of that one was definitely abandoned. That game was okay. It had bigger problems. Yes, I feel like that one was it was just so on rails. Yeah, that's that's my biggest gripe with it. The story, absolutely loved the setting, the story, the characters. It's just you had no control over the path that you could take. And so many of the games these days, uh, it feels good to to do what you want. Sometimes it just straight up took it from you. Yeah. It would just be like, cinematic, your guy's walking now. But there's talks of that being re-released as well. All right. That's uh, that's it for the major news items. Now on to our favorite part of the entire podcast, the freebies. 
freebies. Oh my god, is this real? <laughs> yep. Indie Gala has Garfield Kart. This is not the first time that I've seen Garfield Kart uh, uh, for free. Also, no. o- also single player only. Single player only. Wow. I'm pretty sure Garfield. Apologize. I'm pretty sure uh, Garfield Kart does not have multiplayer. That is. What's even the point? <laughs> that is a monstrosity. That's a. I'm offended. Yeah. God, so much potential. Yeah, uh, uh, that was when Garfield Kart came out. I was cognizant of the industry, and everyone said, "What the f is this?" <laughs> it's not fun at all. All right, whatever. Uh, over on the Epic Game Store, we have God's Will Fall. Don't know what it oh. is, but it's free. And that that's the best price of all. Just like this podcast, it's free. All right, guys, you ready for my uh, closing of this segment? Yeah, take us out of here. Honestly, how was I supposed to know that bow hunting could cause so much bruising? And I did that, know that. That works because Alec... He's on the podcast, but he's not here. <laughs> I specifically wrote that for him. Weirdly enough, I know no less than four bow hunters. Really? Yeah. It's weird. All right. I have a lot of bow hunting guys. I'm going to ask you to name them while we take a break. So we will be right back. Back with the Backlog Blog, where we play games that explore our family tree. More like fall out of it. Am I right, Alex? <laughs> That's real spicy. It's a hot take. <laughs> I just I just want to preface this. As uh, Joel said, hey, I'm, playing, I'm beating this game. That's the first game of my beat list for 2022. Kind of mocking us. Also, you did this in December. And we called, we said, you're full of shit, Joel. So I waited till January 1st and then I beat the same game. And then Getty Hold came on. back and goes, I'm also beating that no, game. No, we, we, <laughs> we, stopped, story. we stopped the count once we're done with our game of the year lists. I, be, I finished my game of the year list then I beat two more and it went on my beat list. So here is the official ruling by the Supreme Sorcerer of Super GG Podcast. AKA the person who always beats everybody at the beat list. Joel finished the game on, like, December 29th, okay? And then Alex and I beat it the following uh, couple of days. I want to say it was over the holiday weekend, whatever. But because this game that we're going to talk about, which is What Remains of Edith Finch, is considered a game of the year in the community. It won a ton of accolades, and it is just a powerhouse game. I think it's only fair that we give him the opportunity, all of us the opportunity, to be able to add it to our beat list this year and for consideration of our game of the game of the year list at the end of the year. Just trying for to For what we're what we're happy that we played. Yeah. It, if we've all beaten it, then it's like we're all starting at zero anyway. It's meaningless. 
Well, Alec did not beat it, so <laughs> no. Joel, Joel, um, I th- I did think it was funny. I was like, oh, screw you, Joel. Um, but uh, this has actually been on my backlog for quite some time. I like the two-hour, like, kind of walkie simulator-y, like, emotional tales. Mm-hmm. What made you pick that one out? Uh, so actually... Game Pass. <laughs> Which is on Game part Pass, of it. right? That's part of it. I already owned it on PC. It, okay. it was probably... It was on it Game was, Pass? Yeah. Yeah, it is on Game Pass right now. Uh, I owned it on PC, probably some part of Bundle. And to your point, Daddy, it is a game that has been lauded ever since it came out as this powerful you know, storytelling experience. And it would have been on my sort of like, I should play that someday kind of game. And uh, actually the last time I looked, I saw it on there and uh, I actually thought about brought from damage boost had been for a little while, really evangelizing this thing. And it was telling me I should play it because he, he often follows us to try to find what he would say, games that give you the feels or make you feel. <laughs> so, uh, we sort of passed uh, Natural Barista his way. Uh, he sent that my way, and I was like, well, okay, it's it's time. I've got a dap that I need to fill with just some fun, just telling I had just finished House of Ashes on our own run there. So What Remains of Edith Finch is a first-person story experience. Uh, you're exploring basically your childhood home in an island in Washington State. Uh, you are... Edith, uh, is she the young? No, she's not the youngest. Junior. Daughter, is she? junior. Yeah, she's junior. Okay, all right. But it is just her revisiting this home, and you're exploring the house to find out what happened to all the family members, because uh, they're not there. You have this menu that is, to Daddy's point, a family tree, and you basically find out through the story what happened and without getting too deep into I'm, I'm not sure how much spoilers we want to do I, I know it's an old game by now I but don't know so let's try and keep it light on the spoilers because mm-hmm. people should definitely play this game right uh 2017 so it's five years but also I don't necessarily feel like I don't feel like there really any there are any like i don't i don't feel like there's like a spoiler that would ruin any kind of piece of it but i and i think that even if we were to like not go into detail on what could be deemed a like oh there's this one detail that kind of really like puts uh some emphasis on the story Use your best discretion i just don't well i i'm just saying is that i don't i don't think that they they have as much impact on the story as much as like what actually the game is, which is those vignettes. Like we're not going to walk you through every moment of the game. So, right. So, so the the main point there is though, like through environmental storytelling, you're seeing basically because of the matriarch of the family, uh, there being strained relationships with her and other members of her family. And you go to these separate rooms that were where they lived. And there's usually some sort of photo or a relic or a uh, some sort of like like photos with like light candles and stuff around it and there'll be like a piece of something written down on a notebook or sheet of paper or some sort of thing that transports you into the specific memory of what happened to that family member Uh, yeah and they vary from like almost like picture talent, picture book 
storytelling versus uh, you actually playing as a character moving around and making choices. Uh, and it, it is... That's my dodge sleep woofing. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it does a great job with each individual story being at least interesting. Uh, there are some that are more, almost like more uh, simple to the point where it's almost cutesy. Uh, and then some that are a lot more turbulent, like, and then some that are just outright, like, sad or horrifying. Um and the way it's structured makes it to where, like, you have this overarching story of just her exploring her house and getting deeper understanding of her, her mother's behavior and how that affected things. And then those vignettes act as a great way to break away from that broader story and then give the more minutia kind of context about what happens to these specific people. Uh, overall, yeah. very so- good stuff. But. I'm going to jump in, Joel. Uh, as you go through, because the strained relationships that are experienced in the family, you have to go from room to room experiencing all of these stories, mainly from the first-person perspective, to get the whole story of everything that happened. And there's not two characters that are alike. I also want to say that like it wasn't a close knit family that was like a group of like eight brothers and sisters that had a strained relationship. It was like a great grandfather and then a grandmother and then a mother and then a cousin. And then, so it wasn't, I I don't necessarily want to say like every single person's like everyone was just strained together. I think that like, it's just more like they kind of reference it as like almost like a curse. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it just follows the bloodline throughout that they just kind of meet these like tragic ends. And I think it's what I think is just fascinating is how the quote unquote curse kind of followed each one into these just like they're like, no one just like kind of dies from a, from a heart attack or an old age. It's always kind of, it does. It just has like a little twinge of something fantastical there. But like you said, what I like is that the vignettes, they can be cutesy and they can be fun, but they can also be like also these weird twisted tales and all this stuff. But even the cutesy ones are still have like, you know what, how this ends because the family member isn't like they're the way their curse happens. Right. You, you're still like a, a like there's still like, Oh, this is tragic. Period. And in some ways they actually have the more cutesy ones to be where the more tragic ones happen. You, yeah. You know, so like that, that is a, a really great, choice uh, to sort of lighten up as how terrible as it sounds lighten up these tragic moments for these characters uh it, it almost kind of reminds me of like uh the darfield's nine lives old cartoon where like it had the different ones that were kind of more fatalistic even though they were kind of cute in a way uh i have that book that comic book it's <laughs> real it's real good it's it's real dark yeah <laughs> but uh another thing i liked is that Edith is sort of narrating it like a dialogue in her head the entire time. And it, it creates this nice sense of it almost being like watching a movie of some sorts. Uh, because you're not just getting like the little stories 
in the vignettes, but then she's like talking about a certain person, what they wanted to do, what happened, why she thought that happened. And, and it adds some nice context of sitting in her sort of chair uh, and, and relating to her experience. Overall, it's a very short game, but all of the little pieces make it feel very complete. And uh, if you've got, I think it was three hours, two, three hours to go around and explore everything, it's definitely worth it. The attention to detail, all of the characters who uh, have moved on when you go up to the the place where you're supposed to explore, there will be a little wooden uh, like tree stump or part of a tree that's been cut off and a portrait of them drawn on it. So it gives you more of an uh, attachment to the characters as well, because most of it, you're controlling them from the first person perspective. So you don't really see them aside from when Edith draws it in the, the diary to signify that that part of the story is complete. And I just, I also want to just throw out there that like I, the way that Edith, you're exploring this house and she's kind of narrating what like what she had heard about her this family member even though she'd never met them and then on top of that narrating her own experience at being part of the family considering that she hasn't met a lot of these family members Mm. and then like just the more you think about it the more you think like she's in this she's in this family too yeah and that (laughs) curse is probably eventually going to come for her so it's like this is like sad too everything is sad and that it's it's a really good tragic tale that kind of brings together that 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 uh that idea that like life is life is fragile and you should live it i like the, that the, the one little last detail i want to bring up that i love is uh, sorry if everybody mentioned it already but uh the every time you finish a vignette she writes in a family tree that relative's information and then has a little summary comment about it and visually that's a very cool way to sort of earmark progress yeah now uh what was your favorite vignette family member oh lord i you think i remember any of their names well no you could just tell me what it was i like the tales from the crypt one because <laughs> it was uh... a comic book right <laughs> no, I I like that there was a Tales from the Crypts Down narrator who was like doing the cackle. Yeah, but it, and... it was that was the one thing that I had like a, a slight problem with because there were a couple of really good puns. Yeah, that he could have used and then they didn't. So, and his puns were like his puns were dad level, not good ones. Yeah. So it was very it, that's what made me laugh was because I was like, you suck at this. <laughs> it's awesome. I think mine was the poem when you're flying the kite. Okay. And watching the kite, because you get to manipulate it, like crash it into stuff, and yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I I, I think from a like, and I enjoyed controlling its standpoint. You're right, Daddy. That that's a good one. Uh, the the baby one oh. was something that like I don't want to get into it, but it's it's the way they use contrasts in that section that is why it's so beautifully executed. Um, the cannery was really well done. Mm-hmm. That was another one. I felt like that like that had like a, a whimsical medieval tale. Yeah. 
yeah this is this is a powerhouse game guys definitely check it out i know that everybody here really had a great time with it uh it'll give you the feels (laughs) as as brock would put it uh and also a shout out to brock he was doing uh boosty awards and he he honored super gg radio he gave us the best indie coverage so heck yeah brock you're welcome. Hell yeah. <laughs> Where's my trophy? Uh, you don't get one. Oh. Trophies are for winners. <laughs> get it, got it. <laughs> it came to my house. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, that'll do it for what remains of Edith Finch. Uh, keep an eye out. I think it might appear on some Game of the Year lists in 12 months. Ha 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 ha. It's so long from now. <laughs> uh but as it is a new year with super gg radio uh we have some new stuff like a new beat list maybe some new streaming plans but most importantly new something that we started last year but are going to focus a little bit more on this year a uh, new patreon and i think alex is going to take it away and talk a little bit about it uh we have a patreon that is 90 percent uh, any money that comes in, 90% will go to charity with the Children's Miracle Network. So we are trying to continue our drive. Our big thing around here has always been charity. Uh, what kind of brought this podcast together uh, that started before even we started the podcast was uh, Extra Life. And we are trying to continue Extra Life all year round. So with our Patreon, patreon.com slash Radio, we are giving uh, 90% of the money to charity, 10% going to uh keeping the lights on and giving back to our listeners um five we have uh, three different tiers five dollars a month gives you uh a super gg radio the dogs of super gg radio uh monthly newsletter on our five dollar tier you will get images of all four or five four to five we have a we have five <laughs> we have dogs, dogs in this in this family <laughs> six if you count Big Brother Phil, six different dogs in this family, and we will be posting photos of our dogs throughout their daily lives. That's cute, adorable, and fun. $10 a month. You get the dogs of Super GG Radio, plus stickers. We have uh, three different stickers sent to your home. Um, and also, we take uh, quizzes, indie or outdies, that you create. You can assign us video game homework. You get input on the show, so you can holler at us. And let us know, I want to be doing this. I want to have, I think that'd be really fun if you guys tried this game or talked about this or here's an indie or outie I made myself. Feel free to share your content with us so we can, you can have a part of our show. Um, Also, you get a, you get uh, entered in to be a raffle to get a free copy of an early adopter that goes 1.0. Any of the early adopters that we've played on this show in the past two to two and a half years, you will then you can uh, enter a raffle where once a month we will give away one copy of the game to anybody within the $10 tier. The $15 tier, uh, you get Dog Super GG Radio, sticker pack, uh, input on the show, the raffle, and then also you get, a t- uh, you get a credit. You get a credit on the show. We will thank you. We will put you in the show notes. You want to be uh, whatever credit you want. Do you want to be executive producer? That's fine. You want to be prime minister of podcasting? You got it. We'll make sure that your name gets in our credits. Also, we'll throw together a monthly, hey, you want a game with us? 
we'll throw together a game that we all have mutually. Is it on Game Pass? Is it multiplayer? Come on, let's play some games together. We'll jump on a Discord channel. We'll hang out with you for roughly an hour or two. Let's play a game together. Let's have some fun. Let's play a party game. Whatever it is, if you got it and we got it, we can play together. If you subscribe to that tier, Alex will thank everyone individually every episode. Yes. I can do that. I can do that. That is absolutely not a problem. Um, the other thing is that if you, we also are running this through our charity network that we've created, the Giving for Good Network, found at givinggood.network. There we will be working with other content creators and their Patreons to funnel majority of their income towards charity. We are trying to keep everything roughly 80% charity. So uh, it's all about the charity for us and giving back. That's what's important. The Giving for Good Network as well as the Super GG Radio Patreon. That's it? How'd that go? How'd I, that go I thought we had an eyeliner tier where if people gave us money, you would wear eyeliner. That was... Getty, you're making bets that I have never agreed to and at all. Really? hair metal that, woods. That's never know. been a discussion. At, I'm, I'm not against it. We can make another tier, but that has never been discussed before in this podcast or outside of this podcast. I don't know. That sounds like something that we would come up with. Nope. Uh, thank you, Alex. That was very informative, and I hope that people give us a shot. You know, give back. What do you got to lose, Gigi? Again, if we get, if we we also have some stretch goals that would include uh, things like a Super Gigi Radio Movie Club. Um, or a book club where we play a game, read a book, and discuss their their similarities. Um, you know, we also have bonus content podcasts that are kind of uh, ideas or just like a theme. This is going to be a theme episode that, uh, again, if we hit stretch goals uh, for our subscribership, then we can move towards having bonus content there too. Bonus content. That's my favorite kind of content. It is. All right, gentlemen. I'm taking it to one last thing. And with the new year, I'm going to start having one last thing brought to you by things that Alex says. <laughs> so uh, this week's one last thing is brought to you by 2 a.m. exposition dumps in Persona 5 Royal. Think about that. Let it marinate. Soak in. My one last thing, I made Alex watch me play some power wash simulator earlier today we're both super relaxed now super relaxed. it was super relaxing and super sexy not so much the sexy part just super mellow he watched me uh wash a plane yeah it was fantastic alex uh my one last thing is my pup sleep woofing in the background as well um my one last thing is one of my goals is to start hitting that backlog hard uh i've been around 70 hours of persona 5 royal and i've been picking away like two hours every month or so which is like kind of like that's where i got to like 70 hours or so but now i said no more that's the game that's what i'm doing i am 92 hours I think I have three more dungeons to go. That math doesn't work. <laughs> Just so you 92 know. 92 hours. Two hours a month somehow got you to 70 over the last 15 months. So Whatever. I'm at 92 <laughs> hours. I'm, about to, I'm sending a calling card to Shido. 
Um, that game continues to be good, but like I, I will tell you that like at 1 a.m. I beat a boss and I was like, oh, this is great. This is the twist. And then it's 30 minute twist, plot twist, 30 minute exposition dump where two, the villains just sit there and talk at each other, breaking down the plot beat for beat. Like, like they didn't just live it. They were saying like, yeah, and it was crazy that then I did this. And then it was crazier that you did this right after. It was perfect. It's like, wait, who are you talking to except for just to each other? And just like, really just like, who does that where you're just like, um, let's talk about our How plan. How do you always and hijack get... this segment? <laughs> yeah, Joel, what's your one last thing? <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to put a line in the sand. I am getting the beat list win in 2022. Okay. I support you. Bold choice. Do you want my list of really short games? No. I have like six more. Either it's written on, on the tiniest no. piece no, of I, paper next I, to his desk. I plan on having fun with the games I play this year. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So you don't actually want to win. Got it. Okay. Oh, <laughs> what a pot shot. Get out of here. I am such a jerk. Oh, you see, and I was the one who was writing you as a jerk on the podcast, and you're like, that's not me. Switch roles. It's exactly who you are. Hey, I ain't host anymore. <laughs> All right, kids, that'll do it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where we have streaming. Uh, I believe that Joel and Kelly are still doing It Takes Tuesdays. Uh, Alex, you doing any streaming? Uh, I'm streaming on Mondays. I've been kind of streaming whatever I want, but I'm thinking about making it thematic again. Um, Either going deep into just, I'm going to just play Skater XL for hours and hours and hours, or I'm going to try to bring back Multiplayer Monday. Okay. I believe we still have a little bit of Alec on Sundays doing some Final Fantasy as he gets down to the the Wii little bit that he has left in five before six drops. So if you want some Final Fantasy action, check that out. Uh, I think Alex said that I have to play something. I don't know. None of this none of this seems to make any sense. It's okay. We'll figure it out. We're coming back. 2022, the year of Super GG Radio. You write that down somewhere. Okay, I wrote it down. Good. Make okay. sure it's written down. All right. This- the castle pencil doesn't have any lead. Oh my god. <laughs> Fix that. This year's already going Fix back. it. Alright, if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com and provide a review on iTunes or the powerful vignette of your choice. Thanks for listening. Good game, Joel. Good game. GG Alex. GG Getty. Good night, everybody. Thank you.